Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast, the aptly named football podcast. We will get around to renaming it at some point, probably in the new season, I imagine. Anyway, we're all here, we're eager to talk about last week's games, this week's games, barring the fact there's an international break coming, and the football news. So if you're watching along, or if you're listening along, wherever you're getting your podcasts these days, do subscribe. It's a big thing. It shows us how much you love us, and we really, really, really do appreciate it. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. What the lady says is technically right. And uh, this point in time, I've got to hand over to the man that literally just muted himself, Paul Williams, to tell you why these lovely faces, or voices, if you're an audio listener, are here right now. So there is method in the madness on the muting myself. Um, it's so we don't get reverb through the uh, the recording, you see. Always thinking, always thinking. But welcome along, ladies and gentlemen, to another weekly instalment of your uh, your football fix from the Cookie Cast Network. That's correct. It is the football podcast. Um, and uh, I'd, I'd, I'd give it week whatever it is uh, in the similar way that we do for the NFL podcast but with the amount of international breaks that keep getting taken by football teams who knows what week we're on of the season it's a week in November let's just put it like that we'll the, go with the that. amount of games that my team have lost it could be any fucking week right now it, they are all the same so whatever Crack on. <laughs> now, is, is that a spoiler alert for later on in the podcast? Wait and see. Let's uh, let's let's find out together, shall we? <sighs> Tough sledding. <laughs> Tough sledding. Wow. Shall we open up with last week's games? Or this week's games, depending on how you're looking. I mean, we can at... at moment of recording one game is still in play uh, but I think I think I'll be okay to get us to that point because um, I've got some comments about the second Middlesbrough game of the week don't you worry I can't I can't imagine what you would have to say about the Middlesbrough game it went swimmingly yeah if only they were doing swimming So you want to know, you want to know, I know what you want to know, you want to know what happened in all them their games. Well, uh, six predicted games, first of the predicted games, QPR versus Nottingham Forest. Matt, anything to say about this game? 
So yeah, so it was a Friday night on Sky, um, and uh, it was quite a, quite an even game, um, quite a, quite a decent game to watch, um, and it turned out it was a one-one draw. We had Lyndon Dykes scored for QPR on some. Yeah, I've, I've said it over and over again on the podcast. Some dodgy uh, defending. I think that's the one kind of weak point of, with Forest at the moment. Um, in terms of of, of the kind of the, the wing backs are, are more attacking than defensive. Um, and then uh, what is becoming a bit of a Forest special at the moment is injury time winners or injury time equalisers. And uh, apparently the Ginger Pirlo, as he's known as, um, much to my horror, Jack Colbeck, with a a, a hefty deflection, um, stuck in the equaliser. So, yeah, uh, a decent trip to to London for Forrest. So that'll be four points then, because we all definitely picked Jack Colbeck, the goal machine to score. uh, No doubt. I was convinced no, when, the... you, when you give him the introduction, you were going to say the ginger p- Erlo then. For <laughs> you see, Paul, you joke. But of the four of us, one of us stands out as a man, a man who can pick not only a score, but a goal scorer. That man is amongst us, and his name is Paul... Um, Paul, you. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't you. I'm afraid. A one nil, uh, and an incorrect goal scorer is not going to get you to the dance. Was that close? Stuart Woodmancy, on the other hand, the man has a gift, ladies and gentlemen, and that gift is not only correctly predicting the score for two points. He'll also have a little uh, goal scorer action for a three pointer. Uh, I did double check on this one, Matt, just how I was making sure my spelling was correct because I thought, has he got the goal scorer there? No, no, he did not have the goal scorer, and uh, no, no to the points, uh, no to the to the score. So uh, a, a no pointer for Matt. Um, Again, I had to check the goal scorer that I picked because I didn't get the score, but I did get a goal scorer. Points in points in Mr. Cook's corner. So, I mean, let's face it, Stu is already tearing off down the field to score that goal, and we're all uh, gassed at the halfway line. It's fine, though, because now we get to talk about Stu's team. Because Hull City took on another city, the city of Coventry. Stew. And Hull lost. Shock horror. Uh, they lost 1-0. Uh, I mean, they, there's, there's always been the running joke when we've attended live games with uh, Rich's dad of during the warm-up when they have like the second goal out, maybe they should leave it. I'm pr- they could have them all the way around the pitch at the moment and they still wouldn't find one um, so yeah they lost to a ninth minute header from Matt Godden and uh, come the end of the game the City fans in attendance were uh, chanting McCann out which to be fair can't disagree 
haven't disagreed for some time. However, the club's now in this weird stage of, is it going to get sold? What's going on? I can't see him laying out money on binning off a manager. Certainly with the old regime, anyway. Wait until, wait until the new guys come in and they can uh, see what they make of him then. So, I can tell you this much, with one goal in the game scored and nobody predicting that goal scorer, it's just down to, did anybody get close with their scores? Close? Mm. But there was points. Paul Williams thought that Coventry were going to do in the Hull boys 3-1, to one, so there's a point there. And uh, Matt also had uh, Coventry sticking it in with a 2-1. Uh, so, a couple of points apiece there. And uh, and that's all she wrote. That's it. No more. Um, Middlesbrough. Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was a game, allegedly, between them and Birmingham City. Paul? So, you know, like last week on the podcast, we covered the fact that Matt was saying, oh, they're in the playoffs now. They've, they've like won three on the spin. They must be doing really well. Uh, and, I, and I wasn't overly enthralled and stuff like that. The, this is the reason that I'm not enthralled because they had a nice, on paper, fairly easy home game against Birmingham, a team that was much lower in the in the in the league than them. And, uh, and yeah, they got beat two 0 because they're a big old bag of dicks. Not when I'm drinking, Paul. Come on. <laughs> um, do you happen to know who the two goal scorers were? I do. It was a fir- the first was a goalkeeping howler by Joe Lumley, which gave a free header to Mark Roberts in the penalty area. And three minutes later, um, everyone's favourite, not Hulk, but Scott Hogan, popped up. Uh, where he just basically waltzed through the uh, waltzed through the team, managed to stick one in the back of the onion bag, made the keeper look a bit foolish again, and yeah, um, we'll come on we'll come on to this in the uh, in the second Middlesbrough game of the week, as there may be a running theme of imploding within minutes of a game being played or a first goal being scored, but yeah, two 0 all, all their own undoing, basically. So it, 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 it's an interesting one because everybody, when no, actually no, that's not true. There were two draws and two wins predicted. Both the wins were predicted for Middlesbrough, so not doing well there. Uh, that's myself and you, Paul, out of the running. Um, no, no uh, goal. Predicted, no scorers predicted. Obviously, um, the the two gentlemen that picked draws didn't go well for them either. Because obviously, you know, you ain't getting points for draws, boys. Unfortunately for the rest of us, though, there is one man, ladies and gentlemen, and that man can pick a goal scorer out of out of out of all of them and. Uh, that man is one Stuart Woodmansey. So just one point out of that game, but you know, do you remember the three he got earlier? 
So halfway through the week, it looks like this. The three of us have got a point apiece. Stu's got more points than all of us combined with four. So, I, could I have a, a customary bonus point? Because I did say the game would finish 2-0. Uh, you can you can you can absolutely have a bonus point for two nil as long as I get one as well. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Um, remember how you uh, really, 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 really wanted to talk about that other Middlesbrough game? Yeah. Uh, guess what? Guess what's next on the docket? Luton Town. Oh, the, the, the Nottingham Forest game, you say? Let's just, yeah, we'll just go straight to that, shall we? No? Mm, okay. No. So, the Luton Town Middlesbrough game came with a small caveat on it, which I didn't even realise at the time, but it made Neil Warnock the. There isn't really a phrase for this. He became the manager with the most games managed. In England, in English football of all time, basically. Wow. One thousand. So it was his. Uh, let me just get the number. One thousand six hundred and two. There you go. Jesus. I didn't even have to move my lips there. Yes, his one thousand six hundred and second game managed. He was joint top on the list after Saturday's game with Dario Gradi, who used to manage Crew Alexandra. And he has now overtaken him, and he is now out on his own with 1,602. Is there any chance it can sort of stay around that number, please? That, that would be a bit of a bonus. Um, sadly, I don't think it will. I believe he will get however many games there are left in this season added to that total. Uh, but this wasn't good. Uh, first half, they went 1-0 up uh, through... Youngster Josh Coburn's uh, second goal of the season. And then, uh, oh, Sky flashed up a stat that said uh, when uh, when Lewin had gone behind in games, they had yet to win this season. <laughs> so we went on to the second half. And in the second half, Lewin got an equaliser on the 57th minute through Sonny Bradley. Five minutes later, they were 3-1 up. The second goal was scored by Elijah Adebayo. And the third goal scored by Harry Cornick. And pretty much every single one of the three goals was easily preventable from a Borough standpoint. They basically just shot themselves in the foot for every single goal they conceded last night. It was appallingly bad. I've, 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 it's, it's very rare you just see footballers who just forget how to play football but Borough have basically managed it twice in the space of four days and uh, coverage, it, it wasn't pretty the coverage on Sky was guaranteed a loss because the, the, the Warnock loving from the moment the coverage started to the moment yep. that the match started was just borderline grotesque and you know, even even poor Nathan, what's his face, the manager of Luton, got roped into the loving. You see Nathan the poor Jones. buddy. He was stood there going, 
I've really got to say nice things about the guy that I'm playing against now. And you would have thought, come and see me after the match. I'll say loads of lovely things about him now. <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good. So, here we go. Paul, you predicted a draw. But you did correctly pick one of the four goal scorers, so you get a point. You, uh, you went for Adebayo, if you need to. Did I? You did. Wow. Stu. Yes, get in. Stu, at this point in time, no points. Because, you know, Stu hates the points, as we know. <laughs> Matt had a 2-1 a, a down, so it's a point in the bag there. But wait. There's more. There is more. Correctly predicted one of the goal scorers. Two points for you, sir. Um, me, me and Stu park our cars in the same garage, unfortunately, because uh, we, <laughs> we went with the same score. Excuse me. And uh, we both didn't pick the one Middlesbrough goal scorer. So, uh, not good. Tell you what is good, though. Nottingham Forest versus Sheffield United. Matt? Yeah, um, so, uh, kind of, again, one all draw at the City Ground last night. Um, very interesting comments from both managers today, or, well, after the match. Um, the Sheffield manager, the Sheffield United manager said that they dominated the game, Um I don't know what game he was watching. It wasn't a domination. Um, and, uh, I mean, obviously, I don't know whether his dad's, like, not picking up his phone at the moment or what, but old Stevie Cooper needs to put some calls into his dad because he was not happy about uh, a lack of penalty being given to Forrest, which looked really harsh, and the fact that Brennan Johnson got booked as well. Uh, it looked like a penalty to me. Um, I know I'm biased, but, it, you know, I'm... I'm I'm quick to call out people when they dive. And then he got booked for the first time in his, in his life for shouting at the ref as well. So, obviously, yeah, either daddy's not putting the call in for him or he's not managed to speak to him yet. Um, but, yeah, so one all draw. Um, oh, I got, wrote the wrong name down. Um, so, a goal for Gibbs White for Sheffield United, set up by Billy Sharp, a Forest old boy. Um, and then... Every everybody's favourite Forest striker, Lewis Brabham came on and scored the scored the equaliser, um, assisted by Brennan Johnson. Uh, it was quite an entertaining game to watch, to be fair. Um, and probably a draw was fair, com contrary to what Mr. Jankovic said. You can have it, Slovisa. Uh, hands up if you predicted Lewis Brabham to score a goal. No. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, me not. Uh, yeah. So here's here's, a, here's an interesting little one. Um, Paul, you did not get the score, but you did predict Graben's score. Stu did not get the score. Did predict Graben's score. See a pattern here. Matt. Points for the score because you did go with a Desmond. <sighs> did not predict Graben to score. I predicted him for Sap for Friday, didn't I? 
Um, and then um, there's this guy at the bottom that correctly predicted the score and put Graham score, so that was three points. Okay, so um, the game that's just finished... West Bromwich Albion versus Hull City. Now... It literally just finished, and I was writing up the scores, and I was uh, I was watching it with a eagle eye out the corner. And I was like, "Come on!" So, uh, Stu, mm -hmm. final score in this game uh, for the second game in a row, Hull City lost by one goal to nil. So West Bromwich Albion won Hull City nil. Uh, the goal was scored in the 69th minute by uh, Callan Grant. <coughs> and interestingly, just for the randomness of it, they, uh, West Brom also had 69% possession. So, um, uh, multiple 69s going on in that match. And, uh, for the amount for the amount of injuries that, uh, that happened, maybe they'd have been better off doing that. Um, however. We did fare better than Tottenham against Man United last weekend because we scored. We, we didn't score, but we had one shot on target. So you know, of that spuds. Um, but yeah, it it was a really bitty game. It, there was no real kind of flow to it. It was, it was very stop start. You know, when there's a good portion of injury time at the end of the first half, that it's not exactly been stellar. Um, I think if if I'm, I mean, I might be able to actually get the the details now, but. There was a lot of substitutions as well before half time due to injury. Um, so, yeah, it just wasn't a lot of fun to watch. I suppose if we're going to say anything positive, at least it wasn't a cricket score. So, it could well have been. I think the, the, the form going into it and the positioning in the table beforehand um, probably spelled a, a bit more destruction than the one goal, but yeah still zero points it's now City have slipped to second bottom as well Barnsley got a win tonight so that puts them above Hull and uh, slight spoiler that's our next game as well so we'll get to that bit shortly indeed look at it this way if it's any console, uh, con that word uh, at least it wasn't what Paul predicted because Paul had him down for a, a 6-0 pasting. 6-0 um, Paul does actually get you a point. Now, I can only give you one point for a goal scorer. Even though you did predict him to score three times. But you know, point's a point, isn't it? So, I mean, uh, I, I, mean I, 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 could, I could literally not have done better there. Two points for you, sir. Um... Stu, uh, uh, yeah, you put a, a 3 0 uh, so there's points there. You also predicted Grant to score more points for you, sir. Matt followed in your shoes with uh, with a, another 3 0 One point there, and uh, of the three goal scorers, Grant was one of them. I didn't predict Grant, which now I look back and think that was stupid. Obviously, I did put 1-0 down for uh, for West Brom, so just the two points there. Um, do you know? Uh, do you know what? We love we love these uh, these random scores. Paul, 
you ended the week on five points. Now, the way things have been going recently, that is an impressive score. I'll take that. Impressive. Not quite as good as the three people that ended the week on seven points apiece. <laughs> I mean, it, it would need a tiebreaker if it wasn't just absolutely monstrous in the points oh, division. Okay, I'll tell you what then. Right, so here's, here's your tiebreaker then, lads. So to get the win for this week, uh, you each now get to pick how many minutes will be between the first and last goal that Middlesbrough conceded on Saturday against West Brom. Six. I think you've been a bit generous there, Andrew. First and the last one. Um, write it down. I'm going to say 72 minutes. Yeah, that's probably not... not Well, actually, no, because there, there is a stat that I'll need to bring up uh, in, a little, in a little while, which may, which may make you want to reconsider that stat. But well, we do need to go back and revisit the fact that you predicted 6-0 and didn't get any of the goal scorers. No, I got one. Got one. Oh, did you get one? Yeah. All right, fair you enough, put then. Grant down three times. Oh, okay. So, then. Uh, you know. Come fair on, man. Don't, be, don't be doing me dirty on that one. C- cover the bases, <laughs> man. Taking the goal scorers for granted, he might have said. Um, get out! This guy. Get out. This guy. So... The reason why you might, you might want to consider, you might want to reconsider your pick, Matt, is that the fact that this season Middlesbrough conceded eighteen goals in the league. Sixteen of those eighteen goals have come in the second half of games. Nah. Three of them were within a five-minute spell in the last match as well, weren't they? So. Oh, yeah, and, and 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 two of them were in a three-minute spell the game before. What's your point? It's all in the second fucking half. Yeah, but you asked for the uh, amount of minutes between the goals, so it doesn't matter the second half. What matters is the time in between. Yeah, so. but if it's in the second half, the maximum amount of time between the first and set of the first and last goals can be forty-five minutes. So Matt said seventy-two. Yes. Andy said six. I'm going to be a twat and say seven. <laughs> you absolute bell piece, <laughs> Paul. Would you like to have a guess for uh, for funsies? Zero. Oh, he's going with a one nil then, or a nil nil. <laughs> well, as we've already previewed next week's games, shall we? preview next week's games uh, speaking of next week's games I am reliably informed by these lovely gentlemen here with me today and the Tinterweb that there are only three games this week I imagine there's there's some kind of international shenanigans going on mm-hmm. internationally international men of mystery possibly our first game as predicted by Stu is the most Yorkshire team in the world, Barnsley, taking on Hull City. Stu, you will predict last, as uh, Paul is taking care of uh, what can only be described as uh, definitely not, you know, the super cold or the super flu or any of those things. Matt, why don't you uh, why don't you furnish me with some scores for this game? I've gone for a, a very tense one-all draw. 
one all. Who's scoring them their goals? Uh, Barnsley's going to be scored by Woodrow. Okay. And I'm cracking out one of the the uh, one of my favourites, Honeyman. Yay. Now I've I've been a little uh, I've been a little all over the shop with predictions, um, but. It doesn't sit right with me to just keep predicting the the home teams to get beat. So I thought, do you know what? This week's the week. Barnsley nil, Hull one. And I rolled out one of my two favourite Hull goal scoring machines, Lewis Potter. Paul. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, finished uh, harvesting my nose candies. Um... <laughs> I will go for 2-2. Desmond, nice. Goal scorers? Um, uh, I'll have Styles and um, uh, I've got like a sort of a an embarrassment of riches because the, the goal scorers from Barnes's game tonight have both got fantastic surnames. I've got I've got to choose between Adaboyejo and uh, Leia Iseka and I think I'll go for Adaboyejo unless they just call him Adaboy Joe definitely in Barnsley <laughs> oh absolutely Hull City scorers When was the last time Richie Smallwood got on the uh, score sheet? Does he, or, or does he, does he not really tend to get far enough past the, the halfway line for that? I mean, it, it, it'd have to be from a corner, off, you know, glancing off his left bollock or something. It's not, it's not going to be pretty if, if he scores. Well, this is the, this is the weekend for bollocks, if you will. So yes, I'd like to go for Richie Smallwood, um, and. In an even more unlikely goal-scoring source, I'd like to go for Tom Eaves, please. Okay. Stu, what's the real deal with this game? What's really going to happen? You're all insane. Hull are going to lose again because Barnsley are, are, are kind of one of the bogey teams as well. I think in recent memory, I only remember going and I think... I, I seem to recall one victory um, on the road at Oakwell. So I'm going to go for Barnsley 2, Hull 0. 2-0. Goal scorers. I'm going to borrow one from uh, from Matt in, in Woodrow. And I will go for Cole for the second. Okie dokie. Nottingham Forest are taking on Preston North End, the PNE, as uh, as their website reliably informed me earlier. Um, Matt will pick last, and I tell you who's going to pick first. It's this guy. So, like I was saying, I don't like to keep uh, predicting home teams to get a, to get a loss after loss after loss. Forest seem to be at the moment. Who knows about 
Preston. I couldn't I couldn't really find a definitive goal scorer. So I had to uh let's go with a one one just to prove Paul wrong. And by finding a goal scorer I meant previously in the book. Uh I went with a one one and I did a little bit of research. So he's got his eye in now, let's face it. He's gonna be getting them goals. He's gotta get that sixty. So Lewis Graben to score. Um, and a man dear to my heart personally, I've gone with Thomas to score for Preston North End. Paul! So, Pre Preston pulled a bit of a coupon buster tonight because they beat previously unbeaten Bournemouth at Bournemouth. So, I reckon we'll resort to type on Saturday though, so I'll go for a 1-0 Forest win. Goal scorer? Johnson. Johnson. Okay. Stu. Uh, I have also gone with a 1 1 draw. And I will also get on board with Johnson. And uh, for Preston, I've gone for Maguire. Go on, Matt. Tell us the real deal. What's really going to happen? I've gone back to my old faithful, kind of in terms of predictions for Forest. I've gone for 2-1. Home win. I think there's been, we've had a kind of run of, kind of settling draws after a heavy defeat. So hopefully kind of get back on it this weekend. Um, so 2-1. And I'm going to keep on predicting him till he scores. Joe Lolly probably won't even play this weekend so that'll kind of shaft that one and you know everybody's 60 everybody's favourite 60 to 90 goal this season striker Lewis Graben there's the other one and for the Preston goal Reese R-I-I-S I think he's on loan from Liverpool I think okay then now then well, we find ourselves in a difficult predicament here. And that difficult predicament is the restraints that we have around our technological uh, podcasting. So, while you lovely, lovely people enjoy some fantastic adverts, we will uh, get, the, uh, get, the, get the makeup department in, get a little touch-up done, and be back with you momentarily for not only... This week's, you know, it's the big game, let's face it. Uh, but we'll be talking this week in football. All football news coming your way in a moment. We shall be right back. Recording in progress. And there we go. Amazing products. Absolutely amazing products. Uh, if you can get in on some of that product buying action... Get a little kickback to the uh, to the podcast, and currently goes towards the new podcast studio, which is coming along slowly. Anyway, West Bromwich Albion take on Middlesbrough. 
Paul, we don't care what you think about this until the last pick. Um, Stu, I'm very interested to find out what you think is going to happen in this game. Um, I'm sorry, Paul. West Brom 2, Middlesbrough 0. And I will go with Grant to carry on his goal-scoring form. And one for Mr. Robinson. Matt? Also gone for 2-0. And I've gone Hugel and Mowat. That old boy action. Don't, don't fret, Paul. I've still got faith. Nil one. Crooks. You heard it here first. Points being frittered away there. <laughs> Go on then, Paul. So this is affectionately the uh, Williams Brinton Derby, as West Brom is where she's bought. She was born, or Bearwood, as it as it is apparently. Um. It's a strange on this one because we always seem to do well at the Hawthorns. So I'll go with nil nil. <laughs> Did you say bare wood there? Just there. Bare wood, apparently. That is the village where she's uh, where she originated. Oh, I thought you said some weird kind of black country phrase for having a child or something like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that happened no. way before that point. <laughs> no, but, but now you've said it, I'm, I'm basically going to, I'm just going to use that phrase from now until eternity. So, uh, yeah. Where's such and such? Oh, I got bare wood over the weekend. What? <laughs> yeah, little, little, little uh, boy. <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah, this 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 game just screams Neil Warnock shit house nil nil lock it up. Just try and keep it as tight as he can. Game, watch him concede within sixty seconds. Well, there we go. As I mentioned previously, there's just three games this week, and that was the third of three games. So that is us all predicted up. Takes us swiftly to. This week in football, or is it last week or next? It's football news section, that's what it is. What's been going on in the football news? And I'm going to start by saying, I'm hoping that nobody's died in the last week. Someone will have died. I mean, yeah, but... We were getting a bit like Doom and Gloom podcast. Maybe that should have been the name for it, the Doom and Gloom podcast. <laughs> Well, until Hull win again, I think it already is the Doom and Gloom podcast, isn't it? Uh, was that the amount of points they've got over the last couple of uh, games, there, Stu? No, it was half the amount of goals that we put past Middlesbrough the other week. <laughs> oh, he's done him, ladies and gents. He's only gone and done him. Uh, well, since we, since we were last year, last week, uh, I suppose the biggest news is that Spurs sacked... Oh no, was he, had he been sacked by the time we'd recorded last week? 
No, it was very close to. I think we even alluded to it on the podcast. That it was on borrowed time. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, because it was Saturday, wasn't it? Um, it's a bit of a loser leaves town match, wasn't it? If uh, yeah. whoever whoever <laughs> lost was like given their papers and let leave the company and uh, you know reemerge. Indeed. So yes, Nuno Espirito Santo has been removed from his position as manager of Spurs and replaced with Antonio Conte, ex-Chelsea and Italy and Juventus and Inter Milan, etc., etc. Manager. It's all right because I'm reliably informed in three months' time he's going to turn up on AEW, so it's fine. Mm. Huh? Is that not how it works these days? Thought everybody just went to AEW. Well, they, they do like to sign up people, but you know, who knows? But um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of people who think that's probably going to be another disastrous appointment for Spurs because he doesn't play the sort of football that their fans will enjoy, etc., etc. But he's won stuff, so. Maybe that's something that Spurs aren't used to as well, so maybe that's why it won't work. I mean, yeah, but the the, the, the whole team setup of Spurs will soon surely drill that out of Conte. It's not going to be. Uh... Well, it's, it's, when, it's when he t- it's when he turns up to training on the first day. And he's like, no, no, no one told me that Eric Dyer would still be here when I took the job. <laughs> in terms of yeah, when when they were hammering out those terms and conditions in London, it was like. I want him gone. Um, I want him gone as well. <laughs> this, uh, I wonder if he'll. Uh, I wonder if he'll go for the same approach with Deli Ali as uh, as Mourinho did. So apparently, he went up to him and was like, um, "I think he. I think he introduced himself and was like, uh, you must be. Uh, you must be Deli Ali's brother.' He was like, "What? I don't have a brother.' He was like, "Well, you're certainly not Deli Ali, are you?" He was like. What are you talking about? I was like, because you've been fucking shit for the last like six months or something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so obviously there's the Warnock um, being in charge for his record-breaking game um, on a personal uh, on a personal level. Um, Hartlepool's manager decided that he didn't want to manage a football league team anymore, and he wanted to uh, basically just go and get some. Um, some dollar dollar bills, yo. So he uh, he has left. He's left to go. Dave Challoner's left to go and manage Stockport County in the division below. But did did he not play for them? As a uh, club legend, I'm sure Dave Challoner rings a bell from like. You know what? The... I hadn't even put two and two together there, but yes. Oh no, maybe he was Tranmere. All right, so then. Might have been I, I, I mean, he might he might have played for Stockport in the past, but um, yeah, they've they've got they've got a bit of a um, they've got a backer as well, sugar, sugar daddy backer and stuff like that. And he's um, there's there's rumours around the club that he's he's gone because he's obviously going to be getting a lot more money. But quad, I think the the phrase was quadrupled his wage packet apparently, um, and obviously he'll be given money to spend, which. No manager ever has at Hartlepool United because they haven't got two pennies to rub together. So, yeah, bit of a, bit of a disappointment because uh, they were they were upwardly mobile and obviously they got back in the football league. They were um, they still haven't lost at home in the league this season. So, 
disappointing, but they 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 start their their quest for a new manager um, as as of today. So, uh, so. do they want Grant McCann? Uh, uh, <coughs> I don't think actually. To be fair, if if he, if he went, he would be a terrible appointment at Pools. So, um, obviously, we we can't let a week go by without just having a massive chuckle at what's going on in uh, the northeast of England in uh, the black and white it, section. Is it isn't it, isn't it just that they're doing what is it known as doing the Spurs now? <laughs> so like what 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 Spurs did in the summer. Which was basically, oh, we want this manager. Oh no, he doesn't want to come. Oh, we want this manager. Oh no, he doesn't want to come either. All right, we'll settle on this one then. You know, and I kind of, I was going to go back to the the, the spuds. I felt like Santos was done a bit dirty there because they didn't invest any money in the squad. You know, obviously it was made perfectly obvious that he was not the first choice. He wasn't the second choice. He probably wasn't even really the third choice. But at that point, it was embarrassing how many people they'd gone through. And then Harry Kane decided that he wanted to leave because he wasn't kind of thing, and has also played absolute dog crap for this season. For me, for me personally, I think like Harry Kane, like has a big part in what's happened there on the basis that his antics over the summer, for me, probably unsettled the team for a start. And he like uh, Nuno was always on the back foot from the off. Really, the fact that they had to issue a statement to say that. You know, he's always been the gentleman. He'll, he'll always be welcome at the club and all this stuff. And if that was me, that had just been binned off, and they would been like that. I'd be like, well, which which way do you want it? It's it, either I stay or, I'm, or you've told me to go. And I want, I'll, I'll be, I'll be fuming at that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing gentlemanly things to Harry Kane's boots. That's what be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's been it's been one of them stories, aren't it, with with Conte arriving, like. The idea was sort of courted like previously, and they've they've kind of worked to the point that they've got their man. But I think my favourite comment on all of it was that he uh, always good for a laugh. Paddy Power social media uh, account when they were <laughs> they pretty much written like the dialogue for the meeting. So it's like, oh, Antonio, welcome to Spurs. Look at our big nice new stadium. Cool. So what about the squad? Oh, look at our big, nice new stadium. <laughs> Did quite enjoy that one. Jamie yeah. Carrick summed it up perfectly when he was. He said, I don't think it's a terrible sacking. I think it's the fact that in the first place, it was a terrible appointment. And it's, and it's like, like Matt's just said there, it's clear to see he was never, he was never the guy they wanted. They'd basically gone through, I think it was five different candidates until they basically came back to him and was just like have you still not got a job do you want it I mean you can have it if you want no one else seems to be asked so do you want to just see what you can do with it the the, the most irritating thing is the fact that he won the manager of the month award in, in August he had him top after three five, they've had five losses five wins five losses so they're kind of you, you know it's not terrible Newcastle had Give the left nut for yeah. one of those. Um, I just think you know, for kind of moving on, like moving on to Newcastle. I mean, like there now, if you know, Fonseca was was the first choice. Then apparently Uri Emre's kind of thing. But before Fonseca and Emre, 
Conte was mentioned there. There was, you know, this guy from Ajax that's like, no thanks. Um, you, you know, and now it's Eddie Howe. And you think, right, you're going to throw money at Eddie Howe because he, do, you know, he, he, he doesn't play football that the locals will appreciate. He doesn't want to be there. You know, and I don't care what anybody says because he'll say all the right things when he turns up, but he doesn't want to be there or he'd be there by now. Well, he's got and previous for well, he's got previous for because obviously he was at he was he was at Bournemouth when they were right right down in League Two. Burnley came in, took him away, and he was at Burnley for about what 14, 16 months or something like that, and then just basically sort of like, you know, spat his dummy out and was like, oh, I don't like living this far away from the South Coast, and buggered off back to Bournemouth again. So if he doesn't like being in Man in like Greater Manchester, what's he going to do if he has to go another like hundred and fifty miles of the way? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Emery thing was a bit odd though because for it to get as far as it did um, like the fact that they'd actually had discussions hadn't they and they, they, they um, revealed that Emery had a, a buyout clause of 5.1 million for a manager's salary which I thought was pretty hefty I I think that's just that's just Spain by the sounds of it because all players have to have a buyout clause in their contract so I think it must just be the same for anyone connected to the club that's on like the playing side of things has to have a release clause. So it might just be that they'd set it at that thinking, ah, no one's going to be stupid enough to come in and pay five million for our manager. Has to, uh, he has to be careful though as well because obviously it took him seemingly a couple of days to decide that he's very well settled in um, Villarreal. Uh, I mean, very well settled, not in carrier bags either. But I'll, I'll keep hammering that one out. Don't you worry? Because um, like when it all goes like wrong, like I, I mean, it, it's a weird self at the moment. Like I wouldn't. I, I know it's going to involve a lot of money in wages, but I don't think I'd want to be the person going into that job at Newcastle. Yeah, I can't <laughs> see unless unless you are like gonna get you know literally given the, the sort of the wallet to buy whoever whenever well we know that financial fair play have a say in that now but it's generally it's not it's not the first manager is it that does like if you look at like Chelsea Ranieri set them up then Mourinho took over at, at Man City it was like Mancini or or you know perhaps don't give any credit to Mark Hughes, but that kind of thing, and then it kind of passed on to to them kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think they're just going to realise very quickly that it's not, you know, you kind of got all these fans, inverted commas, saying how, you know, are we going to get all the best players, all the best managers, all the best people coming because we can throw money at them, and then sooner realise that actually people like... Yeah, you know, there's there's also the fact that we don't want to play for a terrible team that looks like it. Genuinely, I, I watched them the other day, and I was like, you know, there's apparently they've said, oh, two players are untouchable. I'm like, you could get rid of the whole squad for me, and you know, you'd be better off because, say, Maxman is is a great player, but is really lazy. And Willock's already been dropped to the bench because I presume he's believing his own height. The thing is as well, like if you look back at Chelsea when Abramovich came in, 
the main, so I think one of the main caveats of him buying was the fact that they had Champions League football straight away to go into. So they had the caveat, or they had the sort of the the, the carrot for players coming in, is that they were going to be going into an elite competition straight away, as well as the Premier League. Whereas I think Man City might have had even like I know it's not glamorous as such, but at least they had the Europa League or the UEFA Cup if it was still that then when um, the Abu Dhabi group came in and Newcastle have, have barely got Premier League football to offer to like incoming players so it's all like like you say it's all well and good having this money to spend but if the players don't want to come it's like you know it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be a very pointless sort of uh, fruitless exercise isn't it so but yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when January rolls around because I think it'd be it'd be pretty much career suicide for him to stick with. Is it Graham Jones is the interim manager at the oh, minute? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be it'd be catastrophic for him to stick with him until January and then give him if they end up just giving it him to the end of the season. Oh good God! No, they'll be down. No, they've got to be careful because, like, at the rate they're going, they could get to Christmas and have whatever points they're on now will be the amount of points they get to the well, New Year. So as it stands, that they played ten games, lost six, and drawn four. They are six points adrift of seventeenth. So they just need to win two games just to get back on an even keel with the teams that are above them. Um, and their next run of fixtures does not look promising. I think up to, up to Christmas, I think someone a day marked maybe two games where they, they, they potentially had the chance to get points. And one of those was against Norwich, which is pretty much a free hit for anyone in the Premier League this season. So I don't think Newcastle is a free hit. Well, this um, is the thing. Like, so, like, no one, no one's going to go through a Premier League season losing every game. And for teams like Norwich, fair enough, they're not going to re- they're not going to be able to beat. Chelsea, as we saw the other week when they got spanked seven nil. But if they're not going to raise the game for Newcastle, who are they going to raise the game against and stuff like that? So, yeah, like you say it's not it's not a free as, as such. And I had yeah, the, uh, you're probably right actually of watching them against Leeds at the weekend on uh, live on Sky, and that was um, that first yeah. half was bad. Yeah, I mean, but then it's. <laughs> Like it's it, to me if them two teams uh, is is that their next game or within their next couple of games? No, I'll have a look at who they're playing at the weekend. Is that it's, it's on not the next form. One. That that could just be an absolute toss the coin and see what happens kind of a deal. It's it's not like Matt said about um, St. Maximan. He, he he's the type of player that could change a game if he could be asked to actually do anything during the game. <laughs> he's got it, it started off with so much promise, and you'd you'd have thought. In that lineup, he would be like the guy. It just seems like he can't be asked now. He's probably just been battered out of him, the poor side. He's probably just like, what's the point? Mm. <laughs> uh, next game is away at Brighton on Saturday. That, that's a, the game that they should be looking to win, kind of thing. But I don't, I, you know. I mean, but, I know. but it's also. But you look at Brighton. They've just they've just gone to they've just gone to Liverpool and got a draw. Oh, yeah. So I mean, straight. It's it's a strange league, though, isn't it, at the end of the day. And 
I mean, it's all summed up by the fact they're going to buy Aaron Ramsey for however much, considering Juventus don't want him and they're going to pay him £12 million a year. Congratulations. <laughs> He'll play two games for you and then get injured, so crack on, that's, that's marvellous. Watch this space, I say. Anything other news-based stuff? Um, we haven't really talked about the fact that, I mean, obviously I, meant, I alluded to it slightly earlier, but um, things seem to be progressing with the sale of Hull City to bring it back a, a little closer to home. Um, so there was a, a statement of exclusivity put out at the weekend, which was really particularly badly worded on the website, but essentially likened it to um, putting an offer in the house and saying, can you take it off the market now, please? Um so a Turkish group have come in uh, and, and are now dealing with uh, the potential exit of the Alams. Um, I mean, the Alams haven't been great. It's, it's been well documented on here as well before. Um, will the new people be any better? Has to go through first. So, yeah, well, uh, seemingly they're one step closer to a, to a takeover. Exactly. Fingers crossed indeed. Any other news? Any other business? No, nothing for me. There we go then. That is This Week in Football done. That is the predictions for the upcoming games done. Letting you know what's happening, well, what happened with last week's games. I think we can stick a fork in this one. And consider this one done. Big thank you to you gentlemen for joining me and taking these lovely people through the often choppy waters of the football world. Join us next week when we get stuck back into uh, the predictions we've done today and predict more games and talk more football. Until then, I'm going to say bye to these guys and they're going to say bye to you. See you later, boys. So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done, another week of games gone, another week of games to come, and uh, lots of lots of football news. Big thank you to the football crew for joining me. Big thank you to you for listening or even watching us. And whether you're listening or you're watching, do like, share, comment, and more importantly, subscribe. You can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com. It's small, but it's mighty. It's got social media links and an email link so you can drop us a line and let us know what's on your mind. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then.